Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the snow-starved mountains of Salt Lake City. Uh, it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And uh, coming up on today's show, we're going to skip our regular segment, uh, What Mormons Believe. Yeah, I was getting bored with Mormons. For something uh, that uh, one of y'all sort of suggested. Yes. And we're going we're gonna to do a What Catholics Believe. Yeah. It, today, the day that we're recording this, happens to be a Catholic day. Non-obligatory day. <laughs> According to some. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that later. We're going to get to that. We're going to do a... Uh, we got a phone call. Yeah. Um, and then Dan... Yo. Guess what I did this week? What did you do, Franklin? Um, well, this actually ties into something that we've talked about before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think it was Did you convert to something? Time? No. Oh. Well, in a way. Oh. Oh, in my. A way, oh, in dear. A way. Um, I cloud-bursted my cold. <laughs> it was amazing i just oh. kept i stayed focused the entire time <laughs> i was like i'm not getting sick i'm not getting sick and i cloud bursted you, you it. virus bursted yeah no i cloud bursted my cold oh i cloud bursted a virus well guess what i did what did you do i cloud bursted a cloud <laughs> <laughs> i did really well okay no i did a control oh because my because you're you would you would do it yeah because I'm a scientist. No, I'm not of, a scientist. Of, of sorts. But I'm I'm someone who's scientifically minded at very least. And so yeah, I I decided that because I like my friend who suggests who was suggesting cloud bursting, and because I like I want to be respectful of his <laughs> of his crazy belief. stupid beliefs. Yeah. I decided I would go and I would so I pulled over my car. As I was actually the what yeah, anyway, I pulled over my car, I looked up at a cloud and I decided which cloud I was going to just see what would happen to. Mm-hmm. And I watched it for about five minutes. Mm. And it disappeared. Wow. But I didn't put any any effort into it. But you I, looked I, at I, it. Well, you yeah. You focused your attention. I mean, that's like some Heisenberg-y something or other. You should, observed should I, an object. Should I have done... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that could be the argument. If you focus your attention, that's enough. If you're powerful, maybe I'm super powerful. You don't with even clouds. know the power of your gaze. I Dan. don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the, the possible conclusions to my one experiment are either cloud bursting is kind of full of crap because it just clouds just disappear on their own, or mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a superhuman. I have power. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, did you say that you wanted to go? I'll go. Okay. I got the, it's an interesting thing. And apropos of the month that we are in. Oh, which, apropos. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, February of every year these days Mm -hmm. is considered black history month here in the U S of a. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, I found a really interesting article of in all places, uh, USA today. Oh yeah. Which yeah, you know, not known for overly substantive nah, but stuff, it's, but it it's interesting. A, it is. It, no, it is interesting. Yeah. And so uh, I found this uh, article called, uh, the title is Blacks Say Atheists Were Unseen Civil Rights Heroes. And it goes mm. through and talks about atheists, black atheists or non-theists. Right. Who were quite powerful because in the civil rights movement. Because we always hear about the, the religious component. Right. 
the right. churches, the role that the Reverend play. Martin Luther King, well, yeah, I mean, or, yeah, of course, or you know, the Nation of Islam with with Malcolm, but and the all power of that, that so. the pulpit had to, right. you know, to rally people, to rally people, and, and everything. You can't take away that power. I oh, mean, the, I mean, God, obviously, no. that was a huge deal. Sure, but few people know that standing right next to MLK when he's giving his "I had a dream" speech mm-hmm. was a man named. Uh, where where is he? Uh, a. Philip Randolph, who was a labor labor organizer mm-hmm. and came up with the idea for the march, really, and like, literally was like instrumental in making this thing happen. And didn't believe in God. Did not believe in God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And okay. especially interesting. I'm gonna, like I'm giving some props to some people here because yeah. atheists not being too popular in, in the the whole of the United States. Right. We're talking about a, a um, stereotypically very religious um, community. It's not stereotypical. It is one of the most religious communities in our country. Right. And, okay. So, but and that doesn't. Right. They, and right. and the 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 article covers that. The article is actually actually not only does it represent atheism as not the most popular. It says that it pulls. Cons- a, we are a group that polls consistently rank as the least liked in the U.S. Right. Consistently. Yeah. Well, that's, but, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it goes through and it talks about how how African-Americans who are atheists are a double minority. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. the fact that it's like it becomes even more difficult to discuss atheism, uh, the atheism of black heroes. Mm-hmm. So mm. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it actually. This so who, also, who's doing this? Did you say? Who's uh, who's? Well, oh, the article is oh. in USA Today. But why are they? African American Humanists mm-hmm. is a group that's promoting Black humanists in a billboard campaign mm-hmm. um, in several cities, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it's just people are coming together. There's a, they're sponsoring a um, a day, a day of solidarity for Black non-believers. And I think hmm. that that's really cool. And then they've listed a whole bunch of very powerful black non-believers. Mm-hmm. Um, James, James Baldwin, the poet and playwright and a civil rights activist. Um, W.E.B. Du Bois, who, mm-hmm. yeah, the co-founder of the NAACP. No way. Yes. Yeah. Apparently wow. he was uh, very critical of the black church. Wow. Um, Lorraine Hansberry, who was a playwright, she wrote A Raisin in the Sun, which is one of my favorite plays. It's just an amazing play. Mm. Um, Hubert, Harry, Hubert Henry Harrison, I've never even heard of him, but apparently he was an activist and an educator. HHH? Yeah, Triple H, I like to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, a. a. Philip Randolph, like, who was the guy I talked I mentioned before. Carter G. Woodson, who's a journalist and historian. Richard Wright, the novelist and author. Just a lot of cool people mm-hmm. black yeah non-believers non-believers i think that's great like our friend curtis and our other friend and our other friend oh shoot oh, dan you didn't just do that you just did it well no you brought up one name right well anyway <laughs> i'll find you our two black um, listeners curtis and the other one and the other guy <laughs> paul was it? i want to say it's paul but i'm gonna look it up oh okay we'll get we'll get to your name it was paul it was paul yeah dan you're good Damn, I, remember, I remembered you, Paul. But we had mentioned Curtis a few times. Right, right, right. And we've seen a <laughs> billboard with his face on That's it. That's true. So, yeah. Paul, get yourself a billboard if you want to be remembered, oh. apparently. <laughs> Poor Paul. 
<laughs> anyway. Oh, well, I've got I've got something from the um um uh, Poe's Law Strikes Again oh, desk from the 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 files of Poe. Yes. Um I, I let us let us remind our listeners that oh, po, po, Poe's okay. Law is the is is the idea that unless something is explicitly like out of bounds obvious, mm. you cannot tell the difference between satire of fundamentalist religion mm-hmm. and actual fundamentalist religion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I came across um, one of these just – it was kind of a bloggy thing mm-hmm. um, that just regurgitates sort of news that's sure. of interest to atheists. Right. And um, and so, I, you know, I hit it every once in a while and there's usually something good there. And I really hate it when, when online people regurgitate news that they think are of atheist <sighs> interest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, so this one, it was very prominent today. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I looked at it and I was just like, what the? Ah! Like, <laughs> I was just like, I was, I was instantly angry by the headline, which read, uh, universe, uh, Canadian university to offer creation science program. Ew. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, they're yeah. screwed up in Canada too. Is what not, my not first a good thought. Thing. And, uh, and so I was like, oh my God. And so I started reading the thing and, uh, it has like all these little, you know, pull quotes and then little comments and then quotes and then comments. And, and, uh, and so it like starts off with, I'm pleased to announce that the faculty of science will be offering brand new programs in very scientific set, scientifically sound fields. Um, while the course, and then it goes on, uh, while the course offerings will be limited to the first year. Uh, or will be limited for the first year, there will be many interesting and interactive courses for both undergraduates and graduates, mm. ranging from courses on the Genesis account of the Bible and intro to creationism, <laughs> uh, to critical assessment of fossil records, anti-evolutionism, and advanced intelligent design. And like, I'm like skeptical, but I'm still just like buying it yeah, for a minute. Yeah, and I it's keep so reading, hard. But the thing that I always do is I always follow the link. And so I go back, I follow the link and, but, but anyways, so the, the person who had, had blogged about it was, had just bought it. Pan- he was Pandy's in a total Absolutely twist. outraged. Yeah. Just like, can't believe this is happening right. and da, 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 da. And then I go to the thing and I look at it and I'm like, huh. And I start reading it there and I'm like, it's all the exact same stuff. This is for real. This is for real. And then I look up <laughs> and it said, and it, in parentheses after the, the dateline, it says humor. <laughs> and so i started reading again and i was like wow they didn't go very far they didn't go far enough with it was one thought right and then i looked up at the tagline or the the the, the, the sub headline right the little one beneath the big one and it said uh because because god always needed to find his way into the biology classroom and i'm like oh well that's that's the wink right there it's a wink and, it's still not a an overly strong uh, wink. yeah but i was i was just really irritated because like this guy who's regurgitating didn't do half of his. I, mean, I don't know that I'm going to go back yeah. to this guy. Well, yeah, and it's not like, a, okay. So, so I take two lessons from this. Yeah, lesson one is you got to do more than just believe what you see on a website. Oh, absolutely. So you got to look at look for a couple sources. You got to you know we try to do this. Yeah, we 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 try to hold hold ourselves to a decent standard of like finding a at least two things. 
Yeah. Probably more. Either it comes from a reputable news source or right. I'm going to look around and try to find it someplace else. Right. And even if it comes from a reputable news source, it's not a bad idea to find an opposing viewpoint or to find something sure. else. So, yeah. okay. anyway, but, so check your sources. That's the first thing. And the second thing well, the- is, the second takeaway from this story for me is, if you're writing humor... Mm. You, you can't be subtle on this on this one. No, not on this one. You got to go you, for. You, you, you got go you, you've got to make it like you got to get really outlandish if you're gonna mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a parody a humor piece about religious classes or about religious anything. Creationism. I mean, there's nothing more really absurd, right? To you'd, begin with. You'd have to you'd have to take, and we don't know the context of this particular. I mean, it sounds like it was in the school newspaper or something. Is that it what it was? Was um. Yes, I believe it was originally from um, Memor- the Muse from Memorial University. So to me, that says, and then it was picked up by the um, the Canadian University Press Newswire, oh, which just reprinted it right. or redistributed it, but put it very clearly Under in humor. their humor category. Nevertheless, with I, tags I, of right. satire. I mean, they they had, they had done it correctly. Right. It's just dude <laughs> didn't came read across the tags. It, didn't even like do an ounce of homework. And I'm just like, you know what? Like you're doing you're not doing atheists any service. No. By by not doing just an ounce of homework. You're supposed to be critical. You're supposed to be questioning. Right. You know? And so <laughs> when you come across something that seems a little too good to be true, or double too, check, or too bad to be true. Or too bad to be true. Double check. Yeah. Come on, people. At least look. Really, it, At least. It kind of irritated me. Because you know, like, it kind of, for a minute, I was all, all, I was up in arms. I was like, oh my God! <laughs> well, Advanced creationism! I know. So, I mean, God done give you eyeballs. Yeah. Might as well go use them. Yeah. Want to be depressed? Oh, I got okay. a depressing one. Yeah, what you got? I got a gay Mormon committing suicide. <sighs> okay. I mean, it's not the first time this has happened. No, but let's hear it. Well, okay, so basically the story is this guy, Brian Agnew. I don't know how to say that name. As in former vice president Agnew? That's Agnew. This is Agnew. Agnew. E-G-N-E-W. Anyway, Brian okay. was uh, a faithful member of the LDS religion. And uh, and literally, like, he went on his mission. He got married and had his kids. and did Temple. everything. Did, yeah, did the whole thing right. Okay. Um, except for the fact that he kept being attracted to men, which okay. is uh, a, a problem for the, for the for Mormons. The Mormons, it is. Yeah. And um, so finally, he you know, he and probably fi- for his wife too. Well, he finally came out to her. He finally said, you know, mm-hmm. I'm. But I mean, I don't even know that he was proposing to do anything about it. Okay. He just said that he had doing about it is in leaving her and right going and right. Okay. Right buying a. His first pair of lavender shorts or something. Anyway. For me, it was orange clam diggers. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I use the phrase lavender shorts in the metaphorical sort of sense. <laughs> it's, a skene- it's a synecdoche. <laughs> well, the, yeah, for no, me, it was, right. uh, it was orange clam diggers. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, so, so yeah, he, he just says, hey, I'm going to – I have this attraction. Well, she flips out. Right. Grabs the kids, runs away. Oh, my God. Tells the bishop – Okay. And the bishop is, again, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Mormon religion, the bishop is not like some big deal guy. He's just a lay person who's been called. Right. I'm doing air quotes right now. Called of God. Sure. 
to be in charge of his local parish. Parish. Yeah. Um, ward. Yeah. Their word is ward. So, like, she calls him and she calls the bishop. The bishop flips out and decides to excommunicate the guy. Now, mind you, he... I he think- had, but see, here's... So this bishop... The guy had not... Had not confessed acting on his homosexuality. Correct? Not that I know of. I can't find... I, I've got sort of a story and then a source story, and ne- neither of them say that he was doing anything about this. Wow. Which my understanding is that they the, they, the LDS church acted, is not supposed to excommunicate. Right. At that point, but everybody it was counseling. But I, I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be disfellowshipped at that point no. if he hadn't acted on it. No. But how, however, hmm. this did take place in like North Carolina and Tennessee. So this is the problem. So redneck Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> southern Mormons. I'm going with Southern. They're, Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh my gosh. So yeah, so he she cut him off, and then the bishop excommunicated him, which in the Mormon Church cancels your the seal, the eternal seal you have right. to your kids and to your wife, and blah blah blah. And uh, and he killed himself. Yeah, it's just you know, it's like God, for me, he had this a is... lot going on there because he also had man in the south. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what what does it say the name of the community? Like, where where was he from? Because um, I did jump to a really bad conclusion. There. North Carolina is where is where he he and his family lived. Okay, and she ran away to Tennessee. Oh, okay. So I, I believe me, I don't know anything much about the guy, but what I do know is that this is a a lot more common than the LDS Church would like us to believe. Oh, yeah. And I believe and I'm pretty sure that the church actually tried to stifle this and then someone someone really? brought it up and and uh and then it gained some traction. Hmm. Um so yeah, it's just one of those things where we can't the, these people cannot claim hmm. that their beliefs are just their beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's not about this is just your belief. Mm-mm. This is you are hurting people in a very real, very tangible way. Right. That's what uh, this is. One of those things where it's just like you shake your fists at religion, right? All of it. It's it's it's, it's it is a bullying. It's an abuse. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's and it's not. And you know, people can and most Mormons that I know believe that most bishops will be just so nice. About this sort of thing. And, and, you know, it's kind, even though they have to, you know, the person's sinning and so the bishop has to do, but, but you know what? Bullshit. No. People are absolutely horrible mm. when it comes to things like this. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and like you say, they're lay, you know, it's a lay ministry. So right. this is not somebody who's been trained, not really trained. They say yeah. they, they have their little trainings, <laughs> and but they're, they're not, they didn't spend years. Studying. You know, becoming a, a a Mormon bishop, right? And here they are, acting as clergy, right? Irresponsibly, <clears throat> right? Um, and yeah. most of them have good intentions. Oh yeah, no, nobody's nobody's doubting their intentions, but they have their own personal prejudices. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know? and let's, and, and, and and any let's any not pretend. Would, let's not but, pretend like the uh, the amazing you know theo- theological school that priests go to 
just completely robs them of their prejudices either. No, of course not. And they can and be just they can be right. horrible. But I, I'm I'm saying that the the that it seems to me that priests are a little bit closer in line with actual Catholic right. um like rules and sure. blah de blah. But Mormon bishops continually behave in ways that are actually out of step with Salt Lake. Right. And not only that, there's also this thing about like, well, what am I trying to say here? It's the Mormon, the, the more, well, the Mormon bishop also has to, because being a bishop is not a paid position. No. So the Mormon bishop has a lot more pressures on him. Frankly, mm-hmm. he has mm-hmm. to, he has to run a whole parish and then provide for his family on the side. Yeah. No, that's true. So frankly, yeah, when my dad was bishop, we never saw him. They don't have the, I mean, who, he worked how does this guy, how is this guy supposed to have the emotional wherewithal to deal with any of this stuff? That's what I'm trying to get yeah. at. Yeah. It's unfair. Yeah. It's not something you should ask of somebody. No. But, well, it's, also, me, but was... it's also how the Mormon church is quite wealthy. Yeah. Well, and as, as a teen, I definitely um, resented the amount of time that my dad mm. gave to the church. Yeah. Anyway, so. do you have something more cheerful than suicide? Um, well, I, mm, I don't know about that, okay. but, um, it, because, mm, but it, 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 I think we're going to have some fun with it. Oh, good. Um, so we talked recently about the Mormons baptizing, um, a dude and a Holocaust dude. Mm. Um, that's probably not the right way to put it. Sorry. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that the technical term is Holocaust dude. Holocaust dude. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm killing time while I'm skimming this. Um, I didn't highlight the guy's name. Oh, anyways, wow. there was the thing that happened out in LA. Yeah. Oh, Simon, Simon, uh, uh, Wiesenthal. Okay. No. Um, he, he was, uh, baptized in, you know, in the Mormon temple for the dead and that whole thing. And, uh, and so controversy, you know, once again, this whole issue is out in front of, you know, know, the public and in, in the media. Right. And, uh, well, guess who just, uh, what other, uh, famous, perhaps even more famous, very famous, uh, uh, Holocaust victim just got, um, baptized for the dead. I'm not even, you go ahead and say it. And Frank. I can't. I can't do it. I honestly, really, yeah, really, yeah. Of course she did. I want to know. Did they do her family too? Oh, I don't know. Just the Um, cute little girl with the diary, the one with the book, Um, the (laughs) the internationally renowned best-selling author. Uh, Um, Yeah. Which I mean, what the? Okay, so the there are a couple big deals here because the what the. The big one being that the LDS Church promised oh, yeah. the Jews that they weren't going to do it anymore. For and, and and they promised that they were going to set up a system that would a computer system that would filter help filter this out. They do have a computer this. system, and right? so they that's... do, but it's apparently not working. Okay. Um, and they have policies in place. You know, they're um, you know they're they, supposedly their members know that they're only supposed to be doing baptisms for the dead for people that they that are their own ancestors. Right. Right. Well, um, somebody, somebody in the Dominican Republic didn't get that memo. Um, 
and uh, submitted Anne Frank's name. And so the church is um, taking, you know, um, so they're suspending uh, the submitters' access privileges. <laughs> and uh, they're also considering whether other church disciplinary action um, should be taken. Which really seems weird. Like, what other disciplinary mm. action could be taken? Is this Nothing. now a sin? Is it, this now... No, they're di- it's, it's called stern looks. That's the new <laughs> disciplinary. We're going to give you a very stern look indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And shake our heads in disappointment. Yeah. It's... it's I, I, th- this leads back to the question of... I mean, I get that the Jewish community is in particular bothered by Holocaust survivors or Holocaust victims being uh, baptized for the dead. Right. Because it's, 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 it's not respecting their, you know, the, the, the fact that they died for their religion. Right. Right. But I, I don't think that it should stop there. I think, I, I think other religions need to, I think they need to start calling the Mormons out on this. Getting- this is a bullshit activity yeah i although again i i think followed through to its logical conclusion it's really so stupid to care about it then then the jews well i think it's stupid for them to care about it no i know but it's like i i I don't know i it's you know i i don't know it's just giving more power to this stupid practice than it actually has it's like it's like somehow saying that it might actually do something to anything other than just their memory yeah and then even why would it affect their memory right it's just sitting in on some microfilm in the vault in little cottonwood canyon right and and like we talked about before i'm sure that she was already that they already did her see i, I don't i don't recall because they did they everybody. Had, well, like, they did do everybody. They were all right. about celebrities for a long, yeah. you know. I I think I heard somewhere that Abraham Lincoln had been baptized for like just Multiple hundreds times. of times <laughs> because it wasn't it wasn't computerized. So it was just like <laughs> like everybody wants to do a celebrity. <laughs> when everybody I, does want to do a celebrity. When, when, when I did, mm-hmm. when I did baptisms for the dead, I was literally like, I think I did like thirty and. Of them, like four of them even had last names. Mm. I only got first names. Let alone, wow. I mean, forget celebrity. It was like I baptize you four in the name in the name of Rodrigo Splash. I baptize you four in the name of Juan Splash, and they were all like Latino names. Really? And I was just like, really? Can we just do that? Can Could we just say like I, a like a a, a group, yeah. a mass baptism. This I is, baptize you for in behalf of all the ones, right? Ever, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Don't go one by one. At least uh, double up. You got a lot of people to do. <laughs> <laughs> baptize you for and in the name of Juan and Joe Splash. Oh yeah, yeah. Two, <laughs> two at a time. <laughs> two, at two, a time. two per splash. Uh, Giuseppe. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes. Okay. So, I'll, okay, my turn. Am I sure, doing? Yeah. Go. Um, a judge in that very liberal Ninth Circuit Court, mm. which I call the liberal Ninth Circuit Court because when Prop Eight thing happened, mm-hmm. it was all about how liberal that court is. 
Oh, the Ninth yeah. Circuit. It is. It's just so liberal. It is. It's it's a bastion just of liberalism. Activist judges just replete Ow, with hateful activist judges. They, yeah. Okay. Well, so in the Ninth Circuit Court, they uh, apparently have made it uh, legal now to for pharmacies to refuse to give out certain drugs if they find them morally objectionable. Those liberal bastards. <laughs> So it's like, oh no! I, I God, it's such bullshit. It's why is there a war on women's health right now? Because oh, this know. was this was de- always about the the morning after pill. That's all this is mm, really about, right? I don't know. I don't it's know. just, I mean, I don't know. I was listening to Diane Reem today, and it was it was just all about abortion, and it was, I just I like they had they had a, a you know a woman from one side and a woman from the other side, both like big figures and in the discussion and everything. And I just, I just, it's really a frustrating discussion because you can't even talk about it. Right. But now we're at a point where literally according to this decision, if a pharmacist is Catholic and doesn't like the idea of birth control, he could just say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you birth control. Yeah, no, see, that's really ridiculous because what we seem to be doing is setting up this whole thing of being able to opt out of doing things right. just because your faith says you don't do that thing. Right. I mean, it's not like you're getting away with, like, you know, doing extra things that are illegal. Right. They're just making it. Well, if that was illegal, wasn't it? What? A pharmacist had to yeah. dispense drugs. Yeah, that was the that was the rule. I mean, it's not like I mean the this is not like you know telling a you know a taco vendor that he has to have al pastor meat along with his other options. This is well, they should. Well, it's obviously the right thing to do. <laughs> but no, what we're talking about is someone who is legally licensed with. Not only just a job, but is but has a, an obligation to public if, health. If you don't like the requirements of a job, you might not want to get that job. Right. You had to go to like what a billion oh, years of schooling, pharmacies. Yeah, and it's like crazy hard. It's like crazy difficult in, schooling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you go through all that if you don't? If there are drugs that you object to, <sighs> if you're going to be like uppity about which drugs you want to dispense and which ones you don't, yeah. But you know what? It's not even just that. You wouldn't go an be a owner stripper. Of a, an owner of a pharmacy could just say, well, we're not stocking this and not give his right. pharmacists a chance. Right. But again, you wouldn't go do something that is morally objectionable to you. Right. You wouldn't. You, you just don't do that. Right. Yeah. It's stupid. But, right. but this is all grandstanding anyway. Yeah. I'm sure most pharmacists have no problem with this. They're fine. Yeah. Well, you know, this whole, um, um, I was, again, this was on the Diane Reem show. The, um, this law that they're, they're, that, uh, which state was it that was trying, that, that's passing the, uh, the ultrasound, right? Scan that's required for, oh. for an abortion. Oh, right. right? You have to look and your baby in the you face. You have to look the baby in the face. And there's like three states that require, they, they don't actually require the woman to look. They require the monitor to be pointed toward her. <laughs> okay. So that she can look. Um, but anyway, oh so God. they, they, um, 
they were taught this, I can't remember the state right now. Um, but they were talking about how they're trying to make it mandatory, just right. like these few other places have, um, that with every abortion comes an ultrasound and the, 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 the it's a pretty invasive, it's actually invasive. The, the ultrasound that they're doing at that early in the game is actually invasive. Is they it? actually have to like push something in through somewhere and it's not just that little and surface thing, right? It's actually mildly invasive, and they're, they're like I don't know sticking if they're, a needle in. I don't know something? if they're. I don't know where it's going in. Maybe it's going in the vagina. or Maybe. Something? Oh, uh, again, Ooh. I don't know where it's going, but it's invasive, and it's like, and it's, and it's kind of weird. And anyway, so the really conservative governor of the state, and I please forgive me because I just can't remember uh, which one it was, but he he was all for it until he found out how invasive it is. Right. And then he actually was like, whoa, actually, I don't know if this is a, a good idea. So kind of my hat off to him a little bit for that. But um, where I'm going with this is that it's like 90% of abortions have this anyways. Or oh, 95 really? Are, they already do a little ultrasound just to see what's going on real quick before they actually do the abortion. <laughs> And so it's like, it's one of these like really weird things where it's like, everybody's up in arms. Most doctors do it anyway. Right. And so it's like, See, like what, where, now how I know is it that we're like quibbling over things that aren't even real, real issues. Now, of right. course, I don't think we should be mandating that with one, with one procedure, you also have to do something else. That should be right. the doctor right. deciding that because Absolutely. he's the one who, it's not a group of Stupid and it should be strictly a health decision. This should not right. be a you have to confront the morality of your decision thing. Well, what possible qualification does that state's legislators or any state legislators, unless right. they actually happen to have gone to medical school, have to pass a law on something like that? No, they, they don't. To, but it's not. They don't care they about the medical implications they need to of empower, the thing. Power, you know, the local health department to actually. They don't give a shit about that. No, what I know they, they care don't, about is that is that they. They're trying to – they think they'll I, – I wonder, do they really think that this will make women not get an abortion? I think they do. Do you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because if the woman is is that distraught, right? Right. And she's – she's the, 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 the procedure is about to be done. And she's that distraught over it, but she's made up her mind. She's not going to look at the monitor. Right. And, and frankly – no abortion doctor will ever say, now look here at this monitor. Tuk, 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 tuk. Yeah, because the... Because they don't right. want it. So what they'll do is they'll they'll have the monitor facing the person as per their the, the law. Right. And then they'll just... They won't make a big deal out of it. They'll just right. be like, okay, we're just going to do this thing. Okay, that's done. And now we're going to do the thing. Yeah. I actually know of at least one person, a good friend, mm -hmm. <laughs> who... If she ever met a doctor who was a little bit moralistic about it and she was having an abortion, which I know she's had one, mm -hmm. she would probably look directly at it and be like, sayonara, sucker, or something. <laughs> like, be totally irreverent about it. Which well, I think I, I know who you're talking about. Which I would love. <laughs> I'm not a woman. I can't put myself in this position. Maybe not. But I, I, I got to say, that would be my impulse. If I were having... Right. That I would actually seek out the most conservative abortion doctor I could find. A conservative and, abortion doctor. Right. It doesn't exist. Right. I know. And so I'd be doing it for the wrong audience because they're all liberal and they're all... In, but, but you it might would get be, a chuckle. But it would be kind of funny to be like, ah, fuck you, bastard, you're dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? 
you, uh, <laughs> what you've never met my you know, my I'm irreverent sense of humor. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I and I hope, and I don't, I don't. We're all conflicted, we're all about, conflicted this. about this issue. It's a, a con- it's an issue of inherent but I, conflict. I just, I just don't. I I have no right or authority to make any decisions about a woman's body. That's that's just what I revert back to. Well, yes, no matter I think, be, I think because that's I clear. I I don't. You know, I don't think it's murder. Right. You know, but I I'm like, well, I don't I don't know I don't know where the line is with it. I don't. It's, it's a very it's an intractable intractable problem. Yeah. It's a really tr- tough one. But for legislators to think they know Yeah. 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 Well, well, now you've put me in a mood. I'm sorry. Well, let's get upset about this one. <laughs> um, the headline simply reads, okay. Will presidential candidates wear ashes at Wednesday debate? <gasps> which was tonight. Which was tonight. I wonder which candidates they're talking about. Well, it would be Santorum and Gingrich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were being silly. I'm being silly. Um, Who else? Is there anyone else in the debate? Just the three of them now? Uh, New, just hmm. Mittens, Newt, and... I would hope so. Nobody and else seems Ricky? even remotely relevant. No. Although Ron Paul tries to hang on. He's he's probably still there. He's in the cor- he's cowering in the corner. <laughs> he's he's kind of lurking in the corner. They they make him shout from the from the balcony every they, now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right. Uh, um anyway, so what do you think happened, Dan? Because we actually know because, right, because as we, we were starting to record, we we checked. We took a little sneak peek. Thing. Well, you know, when I was guessing, before mm-hmm. we had actually looked it up, mm-hmm. I was guessing no, that there would not be any ashes on any foreheads. Right. But I know that Santorum had to be sitting. Oh. I, I don't think Newt considered it for a second. No, 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 no. Not. But Santorum had to have a meeting about what the fuck oh. he was going to do about this yeah, shit. Yeah, and he probably had to be talked out of it. Except that I doubt that he's ever done it before. So it would clearly... You really think so? Not in a campaign mode sort of thing. Oh. Oh, right. Like had a public appearance right. with the ashes right. on his forehead. So it would clearly be marked as stunt. Mm-hmm. Does it, and, and does everybody know what we're talking about here with like oh, the whole well, Ash Wednesday thing? Because we are talking to atheists. Right. Who well, may not have grown up in a, a religion that does this. Well, let's hold off because we're going to be talking about it. Sure. But I mean, bit. okay. But just just to say it was Ash Wednesday. The tradition is put a little uh, ashy cross on your forehead. Right. The priest does. If you're Catholic or Methodist or Lutheran or Episcopalian, right? Yes. And some Baptists. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. You you read it to me earlier. Yeah. You did pretty good. Yeah. Presbyterians, Methodists, Lutherans. Presbyterians, yeah. Anglicans. Yeah. Catholics. Okay. So anyways, um, apparently today um, a Santorum aide told CNN that uh, Santorum did attend Mass today. Okay. Um, now, the thing about this is it's not a, an obligatory sort of thing. You don't have to wear the ashes. You don't have to. Uh, it's not one of the, or, the, the required Masses of the year. Right. It's not a high holy day. Right, exactly. So if you, if you do it, great. If you don't, it's just kind of a tradition. Wow. Right. I mean, that's what they say. But why would he miss a, a chance would he to go it? to a Mass why, and talk about it? And, and yeah, it would go be Catholic. You right. Know? Um, but of course, Newt Gingrich, who, you know, he's a convert to Catholicism, mm, right. he's an adult convert, um, whereas Santorum actually, you know, was like a altar boy and that kind yeah. of stuff. Santorum was, was Catholic 
He found out what Santorum was the <laughs> hard way. Um, but um, though, <laughs> um, though he's uh, blah 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 blah. He he has been in the past. Gingrich said. Um, but he, he quoted clearly, he's like, this is not a holy day of obligation. Um, and he did, he just, he didn't go, he didn't go near a church today. Right. Um, and which actually is interesting because there's that whole idea of like, there's no bigger zealot than the convert, right? Like the convert is usually the one who's like crazy. Well, that's if they like converted because a real convert, there's a belief thing. I think he converted because... His wife's his his current wife. Well, he'd already run through like everything else, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, but it's a good it's a good narrative. He got religion, right? 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 And he's had oh, he's had this ba- he got, he's had this past and that yeah of being philandering yeah exactly and this so, and so he a conversion gets into, to you get to erase all of your right because I've given up those ways yeah I've given up my and so he accepts his new philandering ways his, well he with this new wife who he philandered with right um he picked her religion yeah right exactly so How um, convenient but anyways i thought this was fun uh gingrich uh did say um <laughs> that he was giving up dessert for lent oh. which i say oh there's some sad pastry chefs um well and- you, you know why he's got till november to look a little bit more svelte <laughs> He, he, w- he wants to be the, he wants to be a presidential nominee. He doesn't yeah. want to be Chubbo. That's true. Um, and uh, his wife Callista mm-hmm. um, uh, said that she was giving up her opinion. No, <laughs> you liar! <laughs> it's not. It's uh, that. That can't be true. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> that, oh my god. That is amazing. <laughs> Next year, she's going to give up her right not to be in the kitchen. <laughs> or to not be in the kitchen. Right. right. I give oh. up my right to shoes and non-pregnancy. Oh, my God. It's Jesus absolutely Christ. amazing. I she gave up her opinion? Is that, just so, is that just so she can get out of like giving interviews? <laughs> I think it's just so that she's the good little woman. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But I, I, to be honest, I don't know. Like, I That's have no impressive. sense of like what kind of character she is. Like, right. I have no sense of like, um, was this? Um, is that? Is, is she normally like? Is she known for being like really outspoken, and so therefore it comes reads as kind of a playful comment, right? Or is she super demure? And so, therefore, it reads as kind of a playful comment. Like, I have no idea how, I that, how that line works. Yeah. I, it I, has it's to be what, a, what a bizarre... Th- yeah. It, the it's, tongue has to be in the cheek somewhere. Yeah, surely. Surely. But still. Yeah. Like, even, even as a joke, that speaks, you know... In, 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 it y- feels like saying, I give up suffrage for Lent. <laughs> I give up... The gains that women have made in the last 40 years for Lent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my God. Yeah. She's just going to go be the quiet little woman. Good for her. She got her husband to join Catholicism, which had to be no small feat. And then, yeah. She, well, Dan. She gave up her opinion on she gave up her what opinion. he looks like during sex. Ooh. <laughs>
Yeah. Um, well, um, I just want to do a little quick uh, run through of how people can respond to anything that we've said yeah. so far. Um, you can leave us a voicemail message at 424-666-TGIA. That's yes. 424-666-8442. Right. You can uh, email us at the uh, the podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. That is correct. And, of course, you can always just follow us on Twitter at TGI Atheist. Right. We're going to take a quick break. Well, now, should we introduce what, what oh, that's what's smart. going on yeah. here? Uh, we got an email from a friend of ours, uh, Matt, uh, who has emailed before. And he, he emailed us and just was cluing us into a guy named Tim Minchin, who mm-hmm. I've, I must admit, I'm, I've been a fan of him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, an atheist guy, outspoken. And uh, a very funny Australian comedian mm-hmm. who likes to do his comedy with a piano. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good intro. So we'll just let him so, do his thing. Yeah, here we go. If anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single psychic who's been able to prove under reasonable experimental conditions that they are able to read minds. And if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single astrologer who's been able to prove under reasonable experimental conditions that they can predict future human events by interpreting celestial signs. And if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single homeopathic practitioner who's been able to prove under reasonable experimental conditions that solutions made up of infinitely tiny particles of good stuff dissolved repeatedly into relatively huge quantities of water have a consistently higher medicinal value than a similarly administered placebo. (laughs) And if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single spiritual person who's been able to show either empirically or logically the existence of a higher power with any consciousness or interest in the human race, or ability to punish or reward humans for their moral choices, or that there is any reason other than fear to believe in any version of an afterlife. <laughs> I will give you my piano. <laughs> One of my legs. And my wife. Oh, um, mm-hmm. that's funny stuff. And his name's funny. <laughs> Tim Minchin. <laughs> I sure. Just, I just think that's a funny name. <laughs> <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, all right, Dan. <laughs> Email? Yeah, well, okay. So, that, that, like I said, that came from our, our, our friend Matt, um, who wanted to clue us into Tim Minchin. And then also mentioned that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that he grew up Catholic. And that mm. while he enjoys our... What Mormons believe, mm-hmm. he'd also like to hear about what other folks believe. Yeah. Which we're happy to oblige, even though we have absolutely no qualifications on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatsoever. I think I can handle the Jehovah's Witnesses fairly well. Yeah. Just because I dealt with so many of them on my mission. Oh, okay. And, but, but beyond that, I just, I, I, it's, uh, we, I took a comparative religion class when I was in mm, college. Mm-hmm. And we've and we've done some study. Like we we we're interested sure. in the shit. I'm, so like, but we like and- other, I think actually what's interesting is that I probably with other uh, Christian faiths, yeah, have a have a much harder time than I would say like with tackling Islam. Or, it can be. I mean, it's it runs you know, together so much. Yeah, and it's like, well, where where are the lines? Right. And who believes what? And 
you know, I'm just so used to the, the, the quirky, weird ways that Mormons believe in right. all this crap. And Mormons that, are particularly fun. Well, and there's, yeah, yeah. So anyways, so we'll be getting that to him in a minute, but yep. we should also mention, uh, we should just thank Erica for the kind words. And yeah. And shout out to yeah. her. She was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So shout out. <laughs> and then um, we have a, a voicemail. So why don't we um, why don't we go to that real quick? Yes, let's do that. Hey guys, it's Adam. Uh, still loving the show. Still listening. Thought that I would bring this to your attention. Uh, I was going to read this one thing, and then I have a couple of follow up questions. So, Rick Santorum. This is this is new, but not new. This is from remarks he made in 2008, uh, but it's just barely come up on the Drudge Report, and he is uh, just decided to really get behind it and say, I, I do believe this. So this is what he said. Satan has his sights set on the United States of America. Satan is attacking the great institution of America using those great vices of pride, vanity, and sensuality as the root to attack all the strong plants that have rooted in the American tradition. Um, he goes on from there, like, over and over and over again, referring to Satan as the living being that's coming for America. Now, was he alluding to Barack who knows? But he then goes back and defends all these statements, and all these different politicians are coming, kind of coming out of the woodwork saying, eh, I don't know about this. Um, two things. One, why is it that we suddenly get, we're all for somebody saying, oh, I am Christian, I am Christian. Uh, but then once they start talking about actual things like Satan or Noah's Ark or these things that are pretty implausible, at least scientifically, do even Christians, even a lot of Christians, start shirking away from it? Um, I want to know what your guys' opinion about that is. I think that's a really interesting idea. Is like, oh, Satan's—that's just an idea. That's apocryphal. We don't actually mean he's a guy with a pitchfork. But come on, they fucking do. Um, anyway, a little bit long-winded, but I always am. Love the show, uh, and hope to hear uh, what you guys have to say about this. Thanks. Bye. Well, thanks, Adam. Absolutely, we always love to hear from our friend Adam. Yeah. Um, I. So his question is basically, I'm and we apologize to, by the way for the sound. Yeah, there was there was some some stuff in there that was in the in the recording we got from the voicemail itself. Yeah, so, so sorry um, about that. Sorry about that. But um, I think we could make out enough of what he was right. was saying there. Um, so the, the the gist of the question that I, I that I'm getting is um, why is it that even Christians amongst themselves are okay with a certain level of Christianness, right. a certain level of belief, right. a certain level of um, kookiness, right? But then beyond that, when people start getting too specific, <laughs> you know, right. why, why, why do they even, why do even Christians start throwing each other under the bus? Right. Well, and when, yeah, I, was look, a, a, when I was looking into this story, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things, because now he's defending it. I mean, right. this Matt Drudge drudged it up, mm-hmm. and that this is because it is from back in what two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so they you know people have been saying, hey, you backing off of this Santorum? And to his credit, I think mm-hmm. he said, well, hell no. He he literally he basically said, well, yeah, dude is a true believer. He said, I'm a person of faith. Mm-hmm. I believe in good and evil, and mm-hmm. I think. And I think if somehow or another, because you're a person of faith, you believe in good and evil is a disqualifier for president, we're going to have a very small pool of candidates who can run for president. Now, I don't know if that's true. <sighs> that's not true But, at but all. the fact of the matter is that 
it's right for him to be hardcore. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a hardcore Catholic. All oh, he's all he's yeah. saying is what is true for him. Yeah. yeah. Which which is Looney Tunes. But you know, and but, and, but at least, right. at least he's consistent. He is consistent. Um um boy, if if God loves this country, he'll certainly let R- Rick Santorum be the yeah. Republican candidate. Otherwise, what are we to assume about God's opinion of the United States of America? Well, I'm saying um, it's a guarantee that we get four more years of Obama. <laughs> so if God loves this country, oh, well, he's going to let Rick Santorum become the candidate. Well, you know, I just I, first of all, the whole Satan thing kills me. Yeah, it, it, it because I think Adam's it's just right. Such a that, childish belief. Well, I think Adam's it's, right that people intuitively know that they have to back off of that idea because it is so stupid. Well, it's it's Santa Clausy, but with horns. You know, I mean, it's like right. it, it it's is Krumpus. Yeah, no, it's it's like the devil is such like okay. So you believe in like some good benevolent power that like created everything. Okay, right. I can see like I can see why you might. I can. It's warm. It's mm. you know, but the devil, somebody that this being that it's its only purpose is to to try to destroy you, right? And who is who's just, amazingly powerful, and yet we can all defeat him if we try. Yeah, yeah. Like and ridiculous. Y- yeah, and who just can outwit us like mad and knows exactly our weakest spots and Right. It's just Yeah, it's it's, it's stupid. It's, just, it's it's absurd. And and then to take that into the political realm and say that like Satan's attacking America. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and he kept saying it, like his the quote goes on with like this is a spiritual war and the father of lies has his sights on what you would think the father of lies has would have his sights on a good decent powerful influential country the United States of America. Mm. Hmm. What? Oh God! First of all, <laughs> first of all, can I just say that I hate the whole concept of American exceptionalism? Oh well, yeah. Okay. It's Thank so you. bullshit. Yeah. It's just gross. Yeah. I mean, I love America. That's This is the problem. Like, if I say that, suddenly I'm not a guy who loves America. Well, that's not the case at all. I actually really I feel privileged yeah. to be to be growing up here. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Because I could be in, you know, there, some third world less savory places in the world to, to, to live. That's, yeah. There's no doubt about that. We have our problems, but it's a good place to live. Right. I feel safe. I feel mm-hmm. I'm totally comfortable. Yeah. And you you also had the, 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 the privilege of growing up middle class. Right. Absolutely. In this country. Yeah. Which, which, you know, is, is amazing. Because let's not delude ourselves here. Just because you grew up in America doesn't mean you had no. some great easy time of it. You didn't, you know. Right. You didn't grow up in but you know what? the lap of luxury. You know what? God gave every American a pair of bootstraps. <laughs> to pull themselves up by, and if you can just if you just grab hold, hmm. you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You can get out of poverty just that easy. Nose it's to the grindstone. True, it's true. I've, I've found that it's it's incredibly easy to make money. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, but I mean, with with no possibility of an education. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like I um I was really stupid for going to college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just. Yeah, how's that going to help? Stupid, you? you know. My God. Well, I I could have 
It's a sucker. I could have found game. a different way to pull myself up. Although, frankly, I don't know that my college education is ever going to be anything for me. <laughs> that's the truth of the matter. Dan, it was an education. <laughs> that's and true. No, we, that's true. We grew up in a time no, when I, that's all people were asking of us was just to <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter just go get an education doesn't matter what you get a degree in you because fortune 500 companies want people with degrees in theater and film right all right. the time yes you know to to join their ranks which well, actually i've been in the position several times of like we you, you could be making more if you had a, a degree oh really but my degree would be in theater oh that's okay what <laughs> Really? Yeah. I don't I don't think there are a few places where I've, policy is yeah. someone with a bachelor's degree makes more money, starts out at a higher place than someone without one. I've 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 checked with um the kids I work with. Uh -huh. I was like, Hey, you know, there used to be this thing that they always would say to us when we were in high school. I'm just curious, do they still say this to you? <laughs> and uh they looked at me like I was the dumbest person in the world. <laughs> and they're like, They really told you that? And I'm like, uh, ta da, I work at a nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um which of course I I enjoy my job, so whatever. Um Okay. Well, this leads us to our newest um, segment, bum, 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 bum. what Catholics sort of believe. And apparently some others, and, and because of what, what we're going to be talking right, about. Right, what Catholics. List, that list I rattled off before. Right. Anglicans, and Dan Lutherans, with some, Ma yeah. Methodist, Presbyterians. Yeah. So, but I'm sure they all do something slightly different with right. it, because, you know, otherwise they'd be all be the same church, I guess. Um, so, but, um, happy what, Ash Wednesday, everyone. Happy Ash Wednesday. Oh. And oh. in our celebration of Ash Wednesday and launching into Lent. Mm -hmm. But I, I do want to start this. Oh. I do want I, I do definitely want to um make sure that people understand. Yes. Just like we've said, but I just want to reiterate it. Um neither Dan nor I are experts. No. Of any sort in Catholicism. <laughs> no. So this is what we were able to cobble together as to what is Ash Wednesday. Right. And mind you, this was kind of an idea we had today. So yeah. we haven't... <laughs> we, we, haven't have, we didn't uh, make any trips to the library yeah. on so this one. So if you were Catholic at one point, or I guess still are, um, um, and, and we screw some of this up, please, please Feel give free. us a call. Yeah. You can do. You can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-T... G I A right um, had a hard time with that for a second <laughs> um, and 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 of course you know like maybe maybe you just want to also leave a message about your wacky belief that you grew up with it doesn't have to be Catholic that's true hey anybody if you grew up with a religion mm -hmm. and there's something fun and nutty about mm -hmm. what you grew up with yeah write in or call in you know you can write to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can you or can. we would really like to hear your voice especially for this one that's true. For for this one, if you're going to tell us something wacky that you believed right. because your church taught you so, right. then uh, please, please, please leave us a message, 424-666-8442. Um, so, on to Ash Wednesday. <sighs> Called that literally because of ashes. Because of ashes. Not named for the, the Bruce Campbell character in, the, in, <laughs> in Sam Raimi's early films. No, and not because you're feeling a little ashy. Right. Right. You're, you're, you don't need to lotion up your yeah, Right, right. Um, no. Um, Ash Wednesday. Um, it's 
Okay. So, what is this? I found a website called uh, AmericanCatholic.org. Right. I figure with a name like that, they might know what they're talking about. But just to check it, I found a website called Wikipedia.org. So, when I go astray of Wikipedia... Dan, please, please, please right. let me know uh, where I've gone uh, <laughs> astray. So anyways, the first thing that they really set out is, well, why ashes, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that was because kind of my first thought was, well, why? why because one of my well, – it actually wasn't one of my kids today. It was another one, but I talked to her briefly. And when she came around the corner and I first saw her, she had the little – A little smudge. A little smudgy on her, on her forehead. You've got and, a schmutz. And I was like – I you know almost commented and then was like, oh – I'm smart enough to know that it's Ash Wednesday because yeah, yesterday but, was Mardi Gras. But every now and then you you forget and you're like, hey, you got a little, you've got a thing, right? You get right there. <laughs> so, anyways, so why ashes? Can I offer you a Kleenex? Yeah. Or anyway, why ashes? Uh, well, apparently there is a tradition of ashes and sackcloth in the Bible <laughs> as this like uh, tradition for repentance. Right. And okay. so they, they have all these different verses. Um, I turn to the Lord God, pleading an earnest prayer with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Uh, that is mm, Daniel 9.3. D-N-9.3. I think that's yeah, maybe that's Daniel. Daniel. Um, I'm not familiar with that abbreviation. For, for a second, I thought you were asking me, Daniel? Oh. Is there something? <laughs> what? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then it, it goes on and says, uh, perhaps the best known example of repentance in the Old Testament also involves sackcloth and ashes. Um, and this has to do with the prophet Jonah uh, when he finally obeyed God's command and preached in the great city of Nineveh. Right. Uh, his uh, Finally, Jonah. Yeah. Get your act together. And apparently he must have been really good because um, his... He was highly, highly, highly effective. I guess he got lots of converts or something. Oh, good for him. Um, But word of his message was carried to the king of Nineveh um, and, quote, when the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth. He just knew to do this and (laughs) sat in the ashes. That's John. uh, No, that would be Jonah 3.6. Is that a Jonah? Uh, oh, these abbreviations, folks. These are Catholic abbreviations. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah. But anyways, um, and so sat in the ashes. Why? Are, that's what they. Yeah. Why are they not? You know, sitting. Boop. Little. Everybody little touch, ash on their t- bum. Touch your bum to the ashes. Well, no. The priest would come up and you know, <laughs> name of the father, the son, I think, the I think Holy we Ghost, all know why says. that doesn't happen. <laughs> because he's because they've touched too many bums. <laughs> Mm. Bum touching priests just doesn't go over well at all. <laughs> but if it was part of the actual tradition, if it was actually, anyways. Yeah. Um, so it just smacks it. Though, Come back to my <laughs> to my office, and we'll do some extra ashes for you. <laughs> Oof. Okay. So, anyways, um, ashes. Um, well, they mentioned a lot in the in in Holy Scripture, apparently. And, um, but the church doesn't have, I mean, the Catholic church here, um, apparently doesn't really have that many records of, um, ashes being used in any sort of like religious, like in, in this sort of ceremony connect, especially to like Ash right. Wednesday or to 
the beginning of Lent or whatever. Right. I remember this part. I'm a little, they used it uh, less less in ceremony and more just for like as, the first thousand years as like uh, it, practical jokes. Um, <laughs> condiment. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, what is that ash? That's delicious. Ooh, and a little shaker. Just yeah. Um, let's see in the, uh, so apparently though, around the 11th century, it started to become more of a thing and that there would be an actual ceremony on Wednesday before Lent began. Mm. Um, because you know, it marks the beginning of the, the whole Lenten season. Right. And, um, for those Lent might not be known by everybody. Right. Lent is a, a a period traditionally of forty six days. I thought it was forty. Or it's days. forty days, but oh, forty days and then six days. It's forty six days before Easter. Oh, okay. So Lent is a period of forty days, and then you and then you stop it, and then uh, and so you have Easter. a party before Easter. Okay. So, <clears throat> so which which is what leads to celebrations like Mardi Gras and Carnival, mm-hmm. because it's everybody sort of getting their their crazy in. Before they entered Lent, which is meant to be a period of giving up of indulgences mm-hmm. and, uh, and and quiet reflection and mm. fasting and prayer and all that kind right. of thing, right? Right. Yeah, and so, so so you have a big party the night before, and you get you know wasted, drunk, and you eat a lot of food, and then you're supposed to be moderate, and you're supposed to give something up. Sounds awesome. Like your opinion. <laughs> Or dessert. Or, or dessert. Uh, I had a teacher in high school who gave up coffee for, for Lent. Lent. High school teacher. You would never be able to do that. I would never be able to do that. But I, I, remember, I, could, I, I could remember off, but. as a Mormon, like, 16-year-old. <clears throat> uh-huh. And this woman who always had a cup of coffee in her hand and <laughs> commenting on um, on the fact that she, that's what she'd given up. And she was the kind of teacher who actually had... I mean, I was in public school, right. but she still had... She came with the ash on her forehead. And it's <laughs> Oklahoma. They get away with murder. Right. But um, but anyways, so it seems like uh, somewhere around the 12th century, um, the it, it became standard practice for the... So the, the, the burned uh, palm branches... From the, from Palm Sunday, which is right before this whole thing. So you have Palm Sunday, Monday, Mardi Gras, and then Ash Wednesday. Mm. I don't think Monday's anything. Um, there's probably something, but it's anyways. Um, they burn the palms, and that those are the ashes that they use on your on your forehead. Well, that's fun. And then also, I found out that um, the whole um, the whole like little ash cross on the forehead uh-huh. that's not done everywhere in italy they sprinkle the ashes on their head oh and so the pope i guess last year did that okay i don't know what he did today i have a correction to make year. for you what palm sunday is not does not precede <gasps> ash wednesday the previous palm sunday it, the previous palm sunday was the year before Shut up. Because Palm Sunday is the last Sunday of Lent. It's the Sunday. It's, oh. It's the Sunday that happens right before. It's the Sunday before so Easter. So it's the end of Lent. Right. It's the last day I don't, of Lent? It's, uh, I don't know if it's officially the last day of Lent. It is the, it's, it's the feast that falls on the Sunday before Easter. Okay. And it celebrates Jesus entering into Jerusalem. And they used to put palms down. They put palms down in front of his donkey. That's right. So apparently right. they're saving their palms. If we are to piece this together, they they're saving their palms all year 
mm-hmm. till the next Ash Wednesday. Wow. To burn them. Wow. And then they're uh Yeah, this all seems like it's way too complicated. Good God, Catholics. You guys need to simplify some things. Yeah. This was like I was like, oh, let's just explain Ash Wednesday, and then it's just like <laughs> then it just pages gets... and pages printed off from right, me, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to figure this thing out. We killed an entire tree trying to sort this thing out. Mm, poor tree. Anyways, boom, boom, um, boom, boom. there's a prayer for Ash Wednesday. Would you like me to recite the prayer? Yeah, why don't you pray? Let's see how long it is. First, let us pray. It doesn't. It's three paragraphs. And I've actually heard, by the way. Uh, I got some feedback about your praying, or I don't know what it was, but some something that you were doing. Maybe it was you like reading, uh-huh. uh general like LDS general authority voice or something. <laughs> but somebody, somebody was very appreciative of you. Well, so I was thinking, I'll let you pray of doing a prayer for Ash Wednesday the way that a, a <laughs> LDS general authority would read it. Do, no, no, I want you to do it in the way a a Mormon housewife. Asked to stand up in front of her congregation and, and do it, would do it. Or or husband. Okay, so I'm <clears> folding <throat> my arms. A little Mormon leapers. Yeah, everyone. my arms. Please fold your arms. I'm and bowing my head. Bow your head. And with bowing your head, your chin kind of almost <clears throat> needs to touch your chest. Right. That's, that's pretty, and you, really, and you, you close of, your eyes and you can only look up to see what the hell your and hellion kids are doing right now. You kind of stick out your jaw a little. <laughs> um, and you get... <clears throat> Blessed are you, O Lord our God, the Holy One, who gives us life and all things. As we go about our days, oh, as we go <laughs> about our lives, the press of our duties and activities often leads us to forget your presence and your love. We fall into sin and fail to live out the responsibilities that you have entrusted to those of us who were baptized <laughs> into your Son. In this holy season, Help us to turn our minds and hearts back to you. Uh, I'm so bored. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> lead, us, lead us into sincere repentance and renew our lives with your grace. Help us to remember <laughs> that we are sinners, but even more, help us to remember your loving mercy. As we live through this Ash Wednesday, may the crosses of ashes that mark our foreheads be a reminder to us and those who we meet that we belong to your son. May our worship and prayer and penitence this day be sustained throughout these 40 days of Lent. <laughs> Bring us refreshed and renewed to the celebration of Christ as resurrection at Easter. His resurrection at Easter. <laughs> Is there more? Yeah, well, I can't get cut off a line. But good, yeah, good. In the, just wait, 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 wait. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. And then we all eat. Finally. <laughs> oh, I think I just got PTSD from long boring. That was prayers. pretty good though, don't you think? Yeah, it was too good. I was like dying. Oh, <laughs> uh, make it stop. I was like suddenly seven again and I'm like I'm there and some old person's praying and they can't they just have to say everything that has ever come to their mind ever that's theological. <laughs> and it's just and didn't you always dread when an old person got up to say oh, a prayer? Oh, my God. Because like if, it, if it's someone in their 30s or 40s, they're just going to go through it. Yeah. But yeah. if it's someone in their concerns. But someone in their 70s suddenly they're, has they're like. not sucking up to the man upstairs. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> suddenly they've got an agenda. I'm going to make sure that everyone here understands theology. <laughs> Please help us to un- help us all it's, to appreciate your I discovered your it's about the whisper right into the mic. Like you, you hug them and you just. Dear Heavenly Father. Oh my Dear Heavenly Father. 
Yeah. Anyways. Which 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 is the opposite of what what happens when a little kid says a prayer, like at church or says or says a like don't, is supposed to give a talk. Don't do that. Which is, um, <laughs> I, so the guy went to the Jesus went to Nazareth, and. <laughs> Hard to do with it with a powered mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, had my, I had my finger right on the. Yeah, I was, I'm trying. I'm trying to approximate something that is not easy. Yeah. They don't have as good of mics as we have. No, in no, the sadly, they, they do not. We could have given you one. Yeah, we, we should. got we got that yeah, model exactly. back here we somewhere. Should go grab it and just. <laughs> <sighs> it's the breathing in the mic. All right. Uh, well, Dan, this leads me to, uh, I, I just thought before we, we wrapped, mm. um, what are you giving up for Lent? I am, I'm not giving up my opinion because then we couldn't do our podcast anymore. Mm. That would, Let me yeah, think. What's a lousy. good thing for me to give up for Lent? Once mm. I gave up Jesus for Lent and I just stuck to it. Oh, that hey. was good. Yeah. Okay. So you can't do that one again. I can't do that one again. Um, I will give up Murder. Hmm. Does it have to be something that you do regularly? Yeah, it okay. should it should actually be a sacrifice. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to give anything up. Fuck, fuck Lent. I'm not giving something up. Oh, boy, way to ruin my little game. I'm sorry. What do you... I'm sorry. I'll tell you after after you tell me yours. Well, I was thinking of, of using the opportunity to do something that I was already thinking of doing. Okay. Because it's always nice to have an excuse, sure. right? Sure. Um, I think I would like to... Um, and it's a really bad Lent thing. Um, but I think I would like to, um, give up, um, going out for lunch every day of the week. I'm going to, but I'm oh. going to save one day. I'm going to try to bring my lunches to work for okay. because I could save a lot of money doing that yeah. and it's, it's healthier yeah. and all that kind of thing. That sounds nice. But I'm still going to treat myself once a week. So that's why it's bad Lent. Okay. Because if I was, I was, if I was actually like Catholic I, or Lenty or whatever, I'd have, I, I would just give up know. going out. What for are lunch. the rules? I, I, I'm going to try to, okay, here's what I'll do. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to give up some of my sedentary lifestyle. Well, that's a good one because you needed to do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have to start working out a little bit. It's, it's gotten, he's kind of ballooned. I'm inordinately fat. <laughs> I am I am Limbaugh-esque. This no, because you you don't have fat bees. <laughs> fat bee? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> fat bees. When I was a kid, I wanted to room. Yeah, you gotta if you pull your chin. You're listening to EIB. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Well, and um, also. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of just powering through our little outline here. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to no, make sure. No, this is all impromptu. Everything yeah. <laughs> we do is impromptu. <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, and Dan does too, but I'll let him in a second. Thank you all for your for the reviews. Oh, on the iTunes. My good gravy, people. Everyone's being so They're generous. Really, really nice. We, it's, it's, right now, it's, it's just fantastic. We We've, try so hard to entertain, and we're so happy uh, that you guys... Are seem, seem to like it. Yeah. Are yeah. you not entertained? <laughs> and so, if you if you have uh, left a comment, um, thank you very much. And mm. if you haven't, you know, we encourage it. We, we encourage it. It's yeah. helpful to Head us. Head on over to the iTunes. If you go to iTunes and just and uh, and just leave a little comment. It's not a, hard. You can do a rating. You can do if you want to do a comment. Mm-hmm. It can be a sentence. It can yeah. just be I really like these guys yeah. and will happily give them lots of my yeah. money and a lot of our feedback has been you know that people have um 
have heard about it from a friend or right. a spouse oh, or something yeah. like that. And so, you know, share it. Yeah, you we know? we would really appreciate it. I mean, now here's one thing you we're can working do. hard to kind of get our, our numbers big. <laughs> so one thing that I noticed and that I commented on um, on the Facebooks mm-hmm. is that, I mean, I cr- so I haphazardly created a Facebook uh, group. Mm. Is it a group or a page? <sighs> Who knows? Anymore? I don't know what I created. Okay. It's a page. Okay. I created a Facebook page called Thank God I'm Atheist. And I think it's not the only one. I think there are other ones out there. So that's tricky. But oh. um, ours is the only one that has our logo with the clouds and it says the word podcast on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, I commented because I was really excited because we've hit over 10,000 downloads now, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. It is amazing. Because um, <clears throat> we're and, still a really new podcast. And so I put... Hey, over 10,000 downloads, but yet we only have 24 people who like our Facebook page. Hey, that's a lot better than the last time I saw it. It was yeah. like three when was I last a, looked. It was like, yeah, it's so, <laughs> you guys are welcome to continue the conversation and, and make oh, this, yeah. a, make, you can make it a, a place where you can talk about stuff and you can have sure. your own conversations yeah, why not? on Facebook if you yeah. want to. Yeah. It's actually literally... Our page is facebook.com slash thank God I'm atheist. Oh, it's fantastic. easy to find. Totally easy to find. So go like us. <laughs> so like go, us on Facebook. Go like us. Go yeah. ahead. You're probably on your computer right now. And, while, and while you're at it, you, you, can, you can sit, tell your friends on Facebook about us. And yeah. Then, and then we'd have more people listening. Absolutely. And just as like another way that people can also help us out. Boy, we're really needy today, Dan. It's not need. We're just trying to... We're just trying to uh, connect in new ways yeah that's true we're trying to get the word out we're trying to get the word out. we you know we need you guys to proselytize for us yeah and uh so if you haven't had a chance yeah if you're listening to this you've probably listened to the bonus episode right and if by bonus we mean can you do us a favor (laughs) Um, this sucks (laughs) then it's like it it's kind of i was thinking about it dan it's kind of ridiculous that it's a half hour (laughs) (laughs) because we're taking a half hour of people's time to walk them through it's uh, not just that. As you pointed out, it's actually a great way to hear a little bit about our fair city. No, that's true. Yeah. And it's a great... It's a, it's a, But barely. Let's face it. <laughs> so anyways, if you want to listen to the bonus episode, listen to it. There's instructions in there as to another way that you can help us out. The City Weekly, our local weekly free rag thing, um, is having their Best of Utah annual thing. And we'd just like to get mentioned. We we'd just, like to get mentioned. So. I do have to say, uh, one of my coworkers who does some podcasting and whatnot... Uh-huh. Um and who's who's a fan of the show? He um he was like, boy, I be- I hope you guys beat those guys. I hope you beat the beat the the geek squad or whatever it's called, the geek geek, geek cast show. geek show. I think it's a geek show, something like that. And I, I was, don't think we have a prayer of beating the geek. No, show. No, we don't. But he was like, I I hope you do. Oh. He because he. He has his issues with yeah. that and yeah. all that. Well, and his issues were the ones that I expressed, which were um. That they have corporate backing. Yeah. So. Which is one of the reasons why we don't have a prayer. Exactly. So. So, um, like I said before, um, give us a call. Leave us some messages. Mm. 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. Great way to join the conversation. Help help guide the conversation. Yeah. Be a part of it. A lot of this show today was was really based on, on feedback. Yep. It was th- this kind of interaction. It was Adam with his voicemail, Matt. and it was Matt with uh, his email, 
um, just kind of saying, hey, this is what I'm I'm curious in hearing, and, and we totally responded and, and did a lot of stuff with that. So we're we're happy to make an entire show of your feedback if, if it comes if in. There was, if, 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 if there was if there was that much feedback, and yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we love you. Yeah. So thanks a lot, guys. Have a great one.